Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. It's-a me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Jeff, is that foreshadowing that you want to talk a lot about Mario Brothers today? <sighs> I mean, what else did I do this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh that was such a weird dude i think we talked about it last week but that was such a weird nintendo direct where they were just like it's everything is mario now for the next month everything is gonna be mario i mean Wha- it's the 35th anniversary of super mario bros yeah but just a few years ago they did the 25th anniversary of the super mario brothers franchise and now it's the 35th anniversary yeah. of Mario the character? Like, like, fucking stop it, you guys. <laughs> this is like at Disney World. Every day of the year, you can find some anniversary or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's the year of Mario to follow up many years ago from the year of Luigi. Well, Mario got a pretty shitty year. What is it? He gets the last three months of 2020? <laughs> <Kind laughs> yeah. Of no, I, I think that, um... I, I think that, like, they didn't want to delay to next year, which is the 40th anniversary of Mario the character, because Donkey Kong the arcade game turns 40. Um, wait, 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 so what is this year the anniversary of, Super then? Mario Bros., the NES game. So what was the 25th anniversary of, like, two years ago? The TV I show? I have no I idea. Know. Was there one? Yes! How do you not remember this? <laughs> Mario... 25th anniversary. Let's see. Mm. This was uh, the 25th Super Mario All-Stars 25th Anniversary Edition. Is that well, that's uh, new, isn't it? Isn't that, that what just came out? No, that was 10 years ago on the Wii. Oh. I have no idea. I then. swear there was an anniversary of Mario, like, when Odyssey came out. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, it's all bullshit, <laughs> and, like, again, it's examples of how Nintendo forgets that they have other properties. <laughs> like, yes. y'all, every year you come up with a Mario-related anniversary. You have Zelda, you have Metroid. I bet one of those has an anniversary coming up, or I think recently. They, I think they just did the Zelda anniversary. Uh, I mean, did the they? Zelda I never heard about it. The El- Zelda... And twenty thirtieth anniversary was in uh two thousand sixteen. Yeah. But they didn't do anything for it. I mean mm. I guess they released Breath of the Wild, but they didn't yeah. talk about how it was the thirtieth anniversary. Uh Breath of the Wild was twenty seventeen, so they didn't even do that. They delayed Jesus, it. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. They intended to do it though. Yeah. Well next year next year up. is the Zelda thirty fifth anniversary, so maybe next year uh-huh. we'll get something. Nope. <laughs> That's we'll my see. prediction right now. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> uh, the th- for the thirtieth, we got some amiibos and Skyward Sword on the Wii U. Bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna real quick look up when Wario was invented, so I can figure out when we're gonna have his 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. 92. So his 20th anniversary is in t- in a year and a half in 2022. No, that's his thirtieth anniversary. Thirtieth anniversary. Oh, the, that's what I meant. This is this is the twentieth anniversary of Waluigi this year. Oh yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Put him in Smash Brothers already. This is what we need in twenty twenty. Yeah. Can you imagine? Again, this is like we are giving gold to Nintendo every week, talking about things mm-hmm. they could do better that people would fucking love. Mm-hmm. If they just came out and they were like, "Hey, we all know twenty twenty sucks dog shit," but mm-hmm. The last two months of 2020, all Waluigi. Here's <laughs> like, Super Waluigi World for the Nintendo yeah. Switch. Yeah, we've we've patched every Mario game that's available on the Switch that now you can play as Waluigi. Go fucking wild, you animals. <laughs> he, he controls upside down and is constantly farting and it sucks to play as him. Do it, you yeah. perverts. Yeah, people would love that shit. I like that he has black overalls. I forgot about that. In my mind, I always correct it to just blue, like the other ones, but oh. no. Black. Yeah, it's all- hard to tell. The The lighting often makes it look like it's just a darker purple. That's yeah. True. I always, uh, I always picture them as darker purple, but yeah, some of this official art, he's definitely wearing black overalls. I love it. I hate those weird clogs. I was talking about this the other day, but, uh, I think Wario might be a goblin, because he has goblin shoes. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Why like Why do they the- give him goblin thinking, shoes? I was thinking, what if he has stilts? What if where we see his knees are actually his feet, and then he's wearing stilts? (laughs) Does he have fake arms? Maybe. Uh No, those are also fake. That would explain so much. Mm. Oh yeah, those are his natural, he has naturally huge arms, and he wears the stilts, just so that his knuckles don't drag on the ground when he walks. Oh Oh, god, this is a horrible... 
He's built like a lemur, then. Or a gibbon. They're the monkeys of the wild. <laughs> no, he's, right? got, he's the same shape as Wario, who is just like a body uh, with okay. some knees attached to feet underneath. Mm-hmm. Yes. He doesn't really have legs to speak of. <laughs> hmm. It's upsetting. Uh, I don't understand why so many people want Waluigi in Smash Brothers, and it seems like a very easy thing to do, and I don't know why they just don't want to do it. Well, that's true of a lot of Nintendo things like we constantly talk about, isn't it? There's a lot of things that would be easy for them to do, make a lot of people happy, and they just won't do them. I think they're just trying to, uh, like, save him for last. Like, it would probably be (laughs) a good joke if he was just the last DLC character for Smash Brothers. The last ever? Like, the rapture begins, and then they're like, now it's time. Yeah, well, Waluigi gets released for Smash Brothers at the moment of your death. Each individual person. (laughs) You see him show up one morning, you're like, oh no! (laughs) (laughs) But I feel fine! (laughs) What would be great is if they had a a half hour long, I don't know, like a winter special Animal Crossing uh, Nintendo Direct... A full half hour, and then right at the end, they say, oh, and by the way, Waluigi's in Smash now, and then it ends. <laughs> yeah, not even a trailer for it, just like... Exactly. <laughs> Sakurai comes on screen and is like, Waluigi's in Smash Brothers, now. <laughs> Available yeah. now. Bye. Bye! Yeah. <laughs> and then it. you download it, and it's just a still image of Waluigi, <laughs> and he can't fight or control at all. <laughs> God damn it. That would be so good. I love that picture of him that's a a Easter egg for one of the, I think, one of the racing games, I'm not sure which one, um, where if you have the Waluigi amiibo and you put it on there, you can get a picture of him, but it's like an anime picture where he's surrounded by roses, (laughs) like he's an anime (laughs) hunk. Weird. Very, very good. Uh, that's good. That The only amiibo I own is Waluigi amiibo. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that on Mario Kart 8 and see what happens. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure which one, but yeah. And if you, get, if you have the Wario one, you get a great picture. It's like a uh, crayon picture drawn by a child of Walu- uh, Wario. Drawn by himself, I guess. I'd like to believe these are both self-portraits. Yeah, that would be great. I don't think <laughs> that there's a baby Waluigi yet. There is in... No, there isn't. I was going to say there is in Dr. Mario, because there's all the characters, but I don't think there is. There's baby, baby Wario. There's baby Dr. Wario? Yes, I mean, there is I a baby Dr. Mario. I think we have to assume... I'd like to believe that uh, Waluigi is sort of like uh, Batmite or Mr. Mixia Spitlick or the Great Gazoo of, like... He just appeared? An extra-dimensional god that, like... Ruins the franchise he's in. And then just shows up and sees the Mario Brothers all having a good time and is like, I want to do this. So he made himself into a goblin so that he could <laughs> torment them. Yeah, he's definitely a fifth dimensional imp for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. That that tracks with everything I know about him. He did spring fully formed onto the tennis court, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. I like the fan theory that Wario just hired a guy to be his double yes. partner and made him dress up like <laughs> evil Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> it would good. be very good if if they did do like a Smash Brothers thing and his victory pose was him taking off the mustache and hat and talking in a normal voice and, and being like, the well, and I've the won chin. the match. What's that? And the nose and the chin, like all of its yeah. prosthetics. He's like, well, my name is Kevin. I've won the match. <laughs> <laughs> this game's winner is Kevin. <laughs> Uh, that's getting very deep. Anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, I'm going to talk about what we did last night, because it was fun. Um, We all, our friend group, we all had Tokyo Treat Boxes, and even though it's still September, the boxes we just got are Halloween-themed, so we all had a little online Halloween party where we opened up our boxes, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like this is a preview for how Halloween is going to go this year in general, by which I mean a lot of people wearing costumes in their own homes, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of depressing. Kind of, but it is nice to, like, get yourself all ready and then not have to worry about that falling apart as you get to another location. I mean, mine definitely fell apart just <laughs> sitting there, so. Yeah, you and Jen, your wife, were vampires. It was very good. Yep. Jen had an, uh, like a note-perfect Nadja from what we do in the Shadows costume, and then I was like, oh, I guess I can figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, pro- man. the problem is that, um... 
Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows has no real visual cues about him. Yeah, he's yes. not particularly distinct. He's just Matt if Berry in an old costume. Yeah, if you don't just look like Matt Berry, then no one will know who you are. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of confused about his character, who always dresses like a Victorian gentleman, but then, according to the photos at the beginning of the uh, show, he's from at least Elizabethan times. Didn't we see... We see when in the episode where he meets his ghost that the mo- at the moment of his death he was wearing, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge-style yes. lady with a pointed cap. Exactly! So it makes no sense that he's from several hundred years earlier, but he must be. I think he just dresses like that because that's how Nadja dresses, and he just wants to fit in. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, that show's good. Yeah. yeah I love it. Highly recommend to everyone. Um, do you guys have any other Halloween plans for this year coming up? I'm going mm, not to, really. Going to visit the Dollar Tree several more times to buy some <laughs> of their foul candies. Uh, I bought. Oh, speaking of foul candies, I saw at Target yesterday, and I bought them. Of course. Have you seen these new vampires kiss Hershey's Kisses? Oh, no. Are, are they uh, very erotic? Uh, I mean, as we talked about before the show started, I think. Anyone can find anything erotic if they try hard enough. Is, is the movie Vampire's Kiss erotic? I don't know anything about it except it's a vampire movie with Nick Cage in it. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Uh, but it, it's, probably, it's probably not a tie-in for that movie, I'm gonna guess. No, I, I imagine I, it not. Must, it must be. It's, it, no. it, it, it's not. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing on the bag that indicates that it is. Tell me about these candies. Um, they're just Hershey's Kisses, but they have strawberry, like... Jam mm. inside? I might They're not bad. Normally, Easter is the only time I can find chocolate with fruit, which is a yes. crime in America that you can't get chocolate and fruit together all the time, like Correct. you can in Europe. Yeah. yeah. It's wild how everyone likes it. Like, mm-hmm. the fruit creams in, ch- like, boxes of chocolate are good, yeah. and people like them. But they're just like, mm, we've decided not to make any more of these for the next 12 months. Yeah. But then it's like, strawberry nougat uh, three musketeers, but only at Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, but you can make them all the time, though. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for a chocolate bar that had some kind of fruit flavor in it at, like, Wawa the other day, and mm-hmm. there just isn't. Like, yeah. there's 15 kinds of caramel, and none of no one was like, mm, orange, though. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I love a chocolate and orange. Sometimes I go for chocolate mint, because that's about the closest you can get, usually. That's true. But that's not the same at all. It's not... <laughs> Jeff doesn't like orange uh, or uh, fruit with chocolate. I, don't uh, I think it's fine. I one thing I really like is uh, the cherry cordials that you can only get at like mm. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. These are very good. Uh, so we in this box we got uh, some Japanese flavored treats. Uh, one of them was apple pie Kit Kats. So there's some fruit and chocolate. Although I think Matt didn't like those. I did. I like those a lot. The problem is that the reason fruit and chocolate works is because chocolate is a little bit bitter and fruit is usually quite sweet and so. It's a good combination. Mm-hmm. When you have white chocolate, especially white chocolate artificially dyed purple, it gets <laughs> uh-huh. a sort of a waxy texture, and then it's just sweet on sweet and waxy and like, I don't know, it just, all of the flavors and textures seemed to be fighting against each other. Also, I don't like apple pie, as I talked about. So. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I did like them, though. Um, we didn't get as many weird seaweed-flavored things this time around. It it's was very candy-heavy. Yes, I think maybe Japan's idea of Halloween is uh, heavily colored by America's idea of Halloween, so it's mostly candies and pumpkin-flavored things. Yeah. Which were good. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I guess the only salty snack was the Pringles? Was that mm-hmm. right? Uh, no, there were those oh. those pizza puffs. Oh, yes. They were yeah. fine. And the, uh, those the corn fish, rings. Yeah, yeah flavored with rings. cod row. Oh, yeah. No, those were cursed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like those. <laughs> they, they were fine to me, but uh, I would probably not eat them on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, that was really good. I feel like I, I feel like there's pressure to move on because we have a hard out today. Whenever we get these Japanese like snack boxes, I'm always struck by thinking about: Are these all snacks that are just like 
at a train station or whatever. And if so, are people just buying a bag of, like, caramel corn-flavored Cheetos and, like, yeah, this is the snack I'm gonna eat on the train on the way to work? Because that seems so wild to me. Does it? Because bugles are essentially that, right? And I would buy yeah, bugles No one can find bugles. <laughs> Wawa! What you want to get is the caramel-flavored bugles, because they taste like fried chicken in a way that I can't explain to you, but it's so ah, good. Weird. <laughs> that's like yeah. that's like how I like those uh, Mama Hers potato chips that are cooked in beef fat. Oh, because yeah. Because they, they taste like how McDonald's french fries used to taste before they <laughs> switched them over to being vegetarian. Yes. Very good. Yeah. I think I might mm, get McDonald's snacks. for lunch after this. <laughs> I always kind of wonder when you get snacks from another country that uh, someone who knows you didn't pick out, like some company picked out, because are they like, uh, yeah, Charleston chews? That's what everyone eats in America. Here, you yeah, go. that's kind of what I'm. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking about if people, like, if people in Japan saw us being like, mm, yeah, let's eat these fish jizz flavored chips, <laughs> like. Would they be like, oh, we only eat those as a prank? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder about that, too. <laughs> uh, although some people will tell you Charleston Chews are really good, which I stopped listening to, but... Yeah, they're, I mean, they're these, lying to you. <laughs> those they people are 150 them. years old, and that was the only candy available at the time. <laughs> yeah. Sugar-flavored tar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so that's about it, unless anyone else has something they really want to say about these candies, which were very good, and I had a great time. Uh, no, I liked them. It was fun to eat. Okay. Honestly, I feel like, I, I think we talked about this last time as well, but I really want to encourage people to try out, if you have a group of friends and you're looking for something to do on in online hangouts, it's, it's a great way to spend an evening just having one of these mystery boxes. Our friend Holly was kind enough to get all of us this thing as a surprise, but you could organize a group and, like, get everyone to get a box on their own, and, like, it's a great idea. It's it's maybe the best party idea I've seen for how to have a party in COVID times. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's... tricky if you're getting stuff from a country like Japan, where none of the ingredients are in English, so if you had food allergies, you might have to be very careful. Yeah, maybe yeah, a, maybe avoid it if you have any deadly food allergies. <laughs> yeah. Also, guess, if you don't like fish jizz. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess uh, I don't have any food allergies and I'm lucky, but maybe I just don't know yet. Maybe one of these days I'm going to chomp down on a weird snack and suddenly yep. find out I'm allergic to something. Oh, what if you're allergic to moon dust and you just never find out? That's okay. I'm fine dying on Earth. <laughs> I've already committed to that, I think. I thought you were ta- I thought you were making a wildly out-of-context uh, reference to Elder Scrolls for a second there, Jeff, but then I realized that's moon sugar, not moon dust. Is it's that a drug in Elder Scrolls? Oh, skooma? <laughs> oh, man. No, there's two there's two major drugs in the Elder Scrolls universe. <laughs> there's skooma and uh moon sugar. Okay. It's cool. a pretty good name. I guess moon sugar is like cocaine, right? <laughs> I think moon sugar is supposed to be like a hallucinogen and skooma is supposed to be like a like a heroin analog. Yeah, hmm. skooma's the one that like you get addicted to and it ruins your life. Right. And I think moon sugar is just like shrooms, basically. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Alright. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh so I started playing Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Um and boy, I'm very impressed with how gorgeous Super Mario Sunshine looks just being upscaled to HD. Uh it's like very pretty to look at. Um Mario they, did they figure out a way to upscale it being fun to play or no? No, it still plays the <laughs> same uh except because the GameCube controller had pressure sensitive uh, shoulder buttons, they had to make the function of shooting the water gun tied to two different buttons. Uh, cause it was oh, originally really cool. like, if you press it part way, you squirt while you're running, and if you press it all the way, you stop and fire and can aim better. Huh. Uh, but they just made that two buttons now. Mm. Yeah, uh, they did not do a similar adaptation to Mario Galaxy, uh, and it requires you to use, uh, Joy-Cons as motion controllers to play. That's a shame. Yeah. I cannot believe that they've done this. <laughs> they are Nintendo. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's not pure even just madness. It's, like, a Nintendo move would be, like, 
yeah, we we released Mario 3D All-Stars, so now you can play Mario Sunshine and some extra levels of Mario Sunshine. Oh, we didn't put Mario 64 in there. That would be a Nintendo move. Instead, what they did was just a dick move. Like, <laughs> we made this thing that is designed to work on a different system. We didn't fix that it doesn't work as good on this system. We just made it harder to play. <laughs> Yeah. I disagree, because I think when Pokemon came out, didn't people do data mining or something and figure out that they had some older Pokemon already in the game, but then they specifically locked those ones out? Like, they went to extra trouble to make sure you couldn't get the thing that you wanted. <laughs> that would make sense. I know that they had models. I don't. I didn't hear about them having the actual, like... Yeah. I don't remember the details, but basically it's like, no, it would be easy for them to give you this thing you want. They would just have to remove some stuff that they put in, but no. But I'm saying that's like keeping you from having the stuff you want. Classic Nintendo. Whereas (laughs) making the, the game, like, harder and worse to play because you didn't bother to put a like figure out that the the console you're transporting it to works differently that's just shitty that's not something i think nintendo has done a lot of and i'm surprised that they did it here i don't know to to get something on a new system don't you have to redo all the behind the scenes stuff so they did have to make that a conscious choice don't you think it's it's all emulated. Um, the hmm. people have done the data mining, and these are running in uh, emulators. Hmm. Uh, so, like, they could have just emulated the pointer to be on a stick, like they did when they released this game on uh, like Chinese only console um, uh-huh. that <laughs> didn't have motion controls. But like, they decided not to, uh, which is very I don't know. It's strange because like they also did the thing. Matt suggested by not including Super Mario Galaxy 2. Like, they released released three of the 3D Mario games, but not the one most beloved 3D Mario game. I think think 64 is more beloved. There's a lot of nostalgia for 64, but uh, Galaxy 2 is like the modern one that people point to as being like the best one that still holds up. I think Matt was right, though, about um, what he said, I think last week or recently, that Nintendo doesn't want you to have fun except on their terms. Yeah. And I feel like they don't want people to get out of doing motion controls because that's fun and silly. And they don't really care that that makes it inaccessible for a lot of people with different uh, physical abilities. Because they're like, no, you have to have fun the way we say you're going to, and you're going to wave your controllers around. It kind of feels like the thing of, like, I mean, I think a lot of of older people who create the rules for our world have this sort of attitude of, like, oh, yeah, no, people can do whatever they want, as long as they're the kind of people that like the things that we like. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's fun to use controllers like motion controls, and then 90% of the world is like, no, we don't like that, though. And they're like, oh, but we like it, and so you have to like it. Fuck you. (laughs) Remember we bowling? We're all having fun. We're all having enforced fun. Here's the thing, though. 90% of the world did say we like that. The Wii is the second best-selling console of all time. That doesn't mean that people liked motion control. Yeah, they had to get it. That's saying, like, people love capitalism because they live in a capitalist system. Right, but, like, not as many people bought the Wii U or the GameCube, and they didn't, like, they had to get those to play Mario's. I don't think those are related. I think I think that Jeff is right that the gimmick gets people in the door. Yeah. Like I so think the motion don't controls don't know that much about it, sure, yes. Yes. The motion controls are a fun, appealing thing if you're like, I don't know anything about video games, but I know how to move my arm, I can play this game. Yeah. But like after that, like the thing about a gimmick is that a gimmick is only fun for a very short time, and then you're like, mm, okay, now you need some substance to mm. to keep me coming back and <laughs> Nintendo doesn't do that very well. I think that's only true if you're into video games. Like, they didn't realize that the market of, like, grandmas and children's hospitals was not sustainable, uh, which is why the Wii U was such a mistake, and they kind of corrected course with the Switch, but, like... But the Switch is the Switch is such a game for people who like video. Exactly, I mean, such yeah. a system for... Yeah. So, to then be like, but we're still gonna keep shoving motion controls down your throat, even where it doesn't make sense, is, like, such a... I don't know, it may be, like you said, 
say, Jeff, an adherence to, like, this is what worked before, but I still think that it's more of a, like, you know, for all that we think of the people who run Nintendo as being these video game geniuses, a lot of them came up doing, like, trading card games and pinball and stuff Mm. like that, and it's like, yeah, no, video games are fun, but what everyone really wants is, like, flashing lights and a thing that shakes (laughs) when you you press the button. I think this is the the tech boom thing, where they're like, we can do this thing, which is quite uh, technologically complicated, so we will do it, and you will like it. It's like the Juicero. Like, you could just squeeze this bag of fruit pulp (laughs) to get your drink out, but we have built this whole machine, and we want you to do it this way, and have it, like, uh, Bluetooth measure how much is left, and all that shit. Yeah, they, I have no they're idea trying what to you're force the. Oh, uh, this was <laughs> a machine. This was a machine that refrigerated a bag of juice and squeezed that bag of juice out the bottom of it and sold it as fresh squeezed juice. Mm-hmm. And this machine was several hundred dollars. But if you bought the juice bags, which were still overpriced for what they were, you could just squeeze them by hand. People figured out. Uh huh. The company yeah. didn't like that at all because you're supposed Why to get a fancy you, machine. I mean, you could just buy some orange juice bags exactly. at the grocery store. <laughs> but yeah. it's the whole idea of tech being like, we're going to solve a problem that doesn't exist. So they're like, we're going to do motion controls because that is an amazing way to interact with something. And we don't care if you don't like it, because this is new and fancy, so we're going to make you do it. The thing that I think is wild is that, like, I just played through all of Half-Life Alex, and that game is brilliant, extremely good, and, like, as a VR experience, motion controls makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's like, the motion controls especially are very fun, because you, like, reload by pulling a clip out from the your backpack, and you actually have to do it. And it, it makes sense, it works, it's perfect for the game. In a game like Super Mario Galaxy, where the only actual motion control stuff is, like, moving a cursor around the screen while you're playing the game, fuck you! That's yeah. nothing! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And squeezing a juice bag is nothing. You're not making anything easier or better. Yeah. It's just the tech of it that's so exciting. Like, if you didn't build a game that needs motion controls, then don't put motion controls in your fucking game. Yeah. Mm. We agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I just think that if you're gonna do it, it should be uh, 100% optional. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, there are some people who prefer it, but, like, there are people who, if you make it mandatory, they can't interact with the game at all. Uh, it makes me think of the 3DS with the little slider that you could choose how 3D it was, and exactly. everyone I know who owns a 3DS <laughs> turned it to zero immediately and never turned it back on. I would always turn it up, like, when I first started a game to be like, ooh, cool. And then eventually Nintendo, like, even Nintendo stopped making games with any 3D effects. Like, it would say <laughs> yeah. only plays in 2D on the box. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um anyway, Matt, what did you do? We got to we got to get a move on. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we still got plenty of time. We've got 40 minutes. What if we get a um, super exciting uh fan yeah. wiki though? What then? Uh so I got this week, which I'm very excited about, and I don't even know if you guys know what this is, but I got a bench power source. Are you guys familiar with this? No. The um, term sounds familiar, but I don't know. Explain it to me. You may you may have seen them on your physics teacher's uh, desk in high school. It's like a beige oblong box that has numbers on the front and little knobs um, and what it is is you can plug something into it and then turn the knobs to adjust the voltage and amperage that it is be that is uh, supplying to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very extremely useful for building your own electronics, like I like to do, uh, because I can do things like uh, I plugged in, I I finished building and soldering together the cooling unit for my uh, smoking curer that I'm building, uh, which involves a lot of fans and. Pe- LTA chips and stuff, and I wanted to know how much electricity it draws. It draws a lot of electricity, you guys. Yeah, I think um, making an area c- cold is one of the like most power-intensive things you can do. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how you do it, but yes, for sure. Um, so I had, uh, so I hooked it up and, and I adjusted the voltage, tried to make it so I didn't set anything on fire. Um, and I could see how much, uh, what the wattage was that it was drawing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then I almost set fire to the circuit board that I built. <laughs> well, Matt, setting fire is the opposite of making it cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. It's like you did it so wrong. <laughs> 
I was trying to figure out how to make it so that um, I could have a toggle switch on there so you could say, like, I want this this to just do smoking, or I want this to just do curing, <laughs> like, temperature control. Um, and I had everything wired up, and then I put the toggle switch in, and then I put the voltage that was good for the toggle switch through the whole system, and then I flipped the toggle switch, and I realized that the toggle switch was allowing all of that voltage to go through oh, to boy. the circuit board, and then the circuit board started smoking and sparking, and I had to shut the whole thing down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm gonna have to solder together a new circuit board. It's nice that I have backup parts for everything because <clears throat> it's funny how making circuit boards is actually very cheap because all of the parts are like, yeah, you can get 700 transistors for 50 cents. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's that's what I've been up to. My my office is kind of a, a wreck of wires and <laughs> red boards and stuff like that. But it's very fun for me. It's something that's keeping me from feeling sad about the world, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. It's nice to see progress on a small thing. I've been doing some art, and it's nice to just, like, like you did one little thing, but you're like, that went really well. That went how I wanted it to go. Yeah. It's very mm. encouraging. Yeah. yeah, that definitely sounds like a fantasy dream that is impossible <laughs> to happen in my life. Okay. Jeff, you just need to come up with a project that you feel, like, passionate about. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Jesus. That's a big <laughs> ask. Um, have you considered... Writing something. You like to write? Yeah, that would be good. You could write a poem. You could be the voice of our generation. I like the idea of like of of liking to write, uh, but actually sitting down and writing is just as impossible as reading or being happy. Uh, and Matt, I hate poetry. What if you wrote a manifesto? Ooh, yeah, I could get behind that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I write a lot of manifestos on my social media when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) If you wrote it all into one big manifesto, Mm -hmm. then you could probably end up being an enemy of the state. (laughs) Manifesto chapter two, the problems with the Flash TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my best- Now that's a a manifesto I'd read. My my Mastodon account is going to be like exhibits A through G in the court case. The state the state versus the insane bomber. Here's the thing. Like, I'm thinking about it now. There have been many manifestos that have been made public since I have been an adult. And like I've never read I don't even think any of any of them. Really? Like I maybe read a little bit of the Unabomber's manifesto, like, a couple pages before I was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I read a little bit of uh, Christopher Dorner's manifesto. He's that mm-hmm. uh, that cop who went crazy and, like, was going to go kill a bunch of cops in the DA. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like I just said, he went crazy. When you read the manifesto, you're like, yeah, no, he's right. All of this stuff that he's saying is, like, level-headed and true. <laughs> it's just then afterwards he went and killed, like, the assistant DA's girlfriend and like that's mm. not cool that's not accomplishing your goal that you said in your big document that was good yeah that's the problem i think a manifesto is the thing that you came up with to justify why you want to do murders rather than actually like the actual reason you're doing it yeah. <laughs> like you just yeah. wanted to do murders the trouble with manifestos is they can be uh very important but as soon as you start reading them you realize this isn't written like an essay or an article where it's to like give you the enjoyment enjoyment of reading it and and some information it's like how can i cram as much information into as few words as possible so what you really everything's want is, so dense what you really want out of a manifesto writer is that like uh you know mid 18th century philosopher style where you're yes. like i'm gonna write all of my philosophical beliefs but i'm gonna do it in the form of a story about being a bug or whatever <laughs> And oh, every, I, uh, oh, <laughs> I was thinking way back to like uh, 1600s where every sentence is on its own line and then er- like every alternate sentence is fully capitalized for no reason. <laughs> I was yeah. I was thinking when you said uh, mid-1800s philosophy and manifesto that you were just talking about Karl Marx. <laughs> I mean, I've never even read uh, Karl Marx's manifesto because it's so long and boring. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. You get two sentences into a manifesto, you're like, okay, can someone like give me the cliff notes of this? Because I, I don't want to read it. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, I can't say for certain that chapter two of Marx's manifesto isn't about the problems with the Flash TV show. Yeah, the communist <sighs> manifesto is mostly about how he's going to destroy the world in a cleansing fire because aliens told him to. <laughs> that would be amazing if that's what people were all secretly talking about. Oh, man. Uh, no, I recommend uh, at least perusing. I think it's very relevant in uh, the current conversation about police brutality, uh, Christopher Dorner's mm. manifesto. Guys, are we just the the liberal version of Joe Rogan's podcast at this point? No, <laughs> that's, like, that's es- Chapo Trap House. Espousing made-up beliefs that we don't really understand because we think it's funny. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with thinking that every conservative on Twitter is a Russian bot, though, which seems to be a major uh, liberal conspiracy theory. Mm, Yeah, that's true. I do think it's very funny on Twitter when you see somebody be like, you're a bot, and then the person responds like, no, I'm not, and then they're like, no, you still are. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) Only a bot would say that. Yeah, Yeah, it's so weird. I I think it's fine to be like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was looking at, um, I was, I was on a dating app and I came across someone on OkCupid and it was like 99% match and it was mm-hmm. list of things I'm not. And it was like a bunch of good <laughs> things and then fan of Bernie. And I'm like, well, why do you, why do you feel so passionately about a presidential candidate you don't like that that is like right next to I don't like cruelty and racism? <laughs> I mean, because a lot of the people who do like Bernie are horrible. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. You know I'm right. For all that I love Bernie Sanders, there are so many people who are just like, you'll be like, yeah, Bernie Sanders is great, but you know, I think he also has some flaws. And then they're like, oh, you're a capitalist drone. Fuck you. (laughs) You're a bot. You're a Russian bot. Yeah, I guess I'm a bot now. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just thought he was a human being. You had like uh, positives and negatives i encounter a lot more that in the uh the realm of people complaining about it more than seeing the actual thing uh like when you click a trending topic and it's just everyone asking why is this trending yeah (laughs) yeah that's certainly true but i i often see especially like i follow some news personalities on Twitter just to read what they're thinking about stuff, and people will say, like, I've decided I'm definitely going to vote for Joe Biden, and then the first... 150 responses are people being like, Joe Biden is a is a monster and only Bernie Sanders is good for the United States. And it's like, well, this person is allowed to, like, so many people are like, how dare you say you're going to vote for Joe Biden? Don't tell me what I need to do. And it's like, no, you're, you're telling them what they need to do. They just said what they want to do. What's wrong with you? Anyway. Oh, man. I'm looking disaster. at a list of manifestos and it's really depressing because it's like reasonable manifestos like like, uh, Cornell West's A Poverty Manifesto, like, right next to, mm. like, some school shooter's thing about how he doesn't get his dick touched enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. why are why are both of these considered manifestos to go on the list of manifestos? What the to hell? delegitimize the good ones, obviously. Oh, yeah, yep. definitely. Oh, communism. Com- you know who else wrote a manifesto? Hitler. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. now communism is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, oh is it time? God. It's wiki time, yeah. I think. Let's yeah. get into this. Uh, I want to talk this. before... Wait, before we get into the wiki, I don't know if everyone got this same thing. Did you guys get an anti-vaping ad at the top of this wiki? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got a best buy ad. It says, if you vape, you could be inhaling toxic metals that can damage your lungs. The real cost. Uh, okay. That sounds so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what cigarettes do? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're vaping and you don't think you're inhaling something toxic, then you're an idiot. Yeah, like, the reason... Well, I think that it's, like, with cigarettes, you know. Like, people smoking cigarettes are like, I'm doing this to hurt myself. Uh, but mm-hmm. people vaping are like, well, mm, I want the cool drug, but I don't want it to be bad for me. But, like, that's not it. It's still bad for you. It's well, just not cool yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's the thing, like... I don't think, I've seen people be like, I'm gonna go, like, I want to quit smoking, but it's so hard, and I want to be a little healthier, so I'm gonna switch to vaping, and I'm just like, you know that you're still, it's still not good, right? Mm. You you know that this doesn't count as quitting smoking, right? (laughs) It's just, like, bad in different ways. Everything has to be so simplified that it's like, smoking is bad, we know that. 
So here's the new thing, which is great. All the problems will be disappeared by this amazing new thing. Like, so yeah. it, it has to be presented as if it's going to have none of the same problems. Yeah. It's it's, it's so weird, because you can just vape, like, bubblegum-flavored vape juice. But for some reason, people intentionally go out and buy, like, the vape juice with nicotine in it. Like, why? Nicotine is not a powerful enough drug to be worth it. Why? If, just if smoke weed! Vape, like, what the hell? <laughs> if you vape vape juice that doesn't have nicotine in it, is it just smell juice? I guess so. Can yeah, you just buy aromatherapy oils and put them yeah, on your pulse or like, people get a do bunch that. of scratch yeah. and sniff stickers and stick them all over your body? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that's... That, wait, is that the equivalent of the quit smoking patch yep. for vaping? That's, that's what I was going to say. You did it. <laughs> the trouble is, I think people get a thrill out of doing something that's a dick move, but is socially acceptable enough that people won't tell you to stop. I think I'm, not, I'm not technically assaulting you, they say, <laughs> blowing their vape yeah. smoke in your face. I yeah. think that's absolutely part of it. It's like peacocking, but it's like daring people to say something. You get thrilled that they won't. They'll just give yeah. you dirty looks. No, I, I, think that's, I, I think that's why people have um, uh, uh, speakerphone phone conversations in public as well. Like, you're being an asshole. You don't need to do that, but you're doing it, because no one's going to tell you not to. Yeah, yeah. I, I posted online a couple years ago that vaping is I'm not touching you for smoking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and it absolutely is. Like, people will do it inside and, like, now businesses have to put a sign that's like, no smoking or vaping. Obviously yeah. you can't <laughs> vape in here. There's nothing Why? in the rule book that says that a dog can't vape on the <laughs> basketball court. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, God, and then Airbud is vaping. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck, that would be the coolest dog ever, though. <laughs> oh, man, I guess Airbud would be a really good name for a store that sells weed vapes, huh? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, copyright. Uh, listeners, do, do not steal that. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna add that to the list of really good vape store names that I've seen in real life. <laughs> Uh, the is, there, there have been too many people who've named their store Darth Vapor, because I've seen several of those. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've, there's a Darth Vapor in, like, when I dr drove up to Chris's place in Sparta, I would pass by Darth Vapor. There's one yeah. in Edison called Vape Life, and that's not that good, but then the slogan underneath said, you've only got one life, vape it. <laughs> that's um, nothing. That's not a thing. It's yeah. so funny How to me, though, <laughs> that they're like, yeah, vape your life away. <laughs> Do you, do you think that Darth Vapor is a more popular name than the Rise of the Planet of the Vapes? <laughs> I did see Planet of the Vapes at Fuck. the store. Yeah, of course. Okay, but Rise of the Planet of the Vapes is better. <laughs> yeah, because it's more complicated, and that's always yes. better. It's next door to Dawn of the Planet of the Vapes, and you don't know which one came first, because they both mean the same thing. If you want the really <laughs> exactly. good stuff, you go beneath the Planet of the Vapes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where they worship a giant bomb filled with weed. And then <laughs> is that somebody what else is... in that movie? Jesus. <laughs> yes, they worship a bomb. <laughs> the humans, yes. And then, uh, like, down the street, there's one that's just called King Kong Vapes. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? It's like, I thought this is what we were doing. Is this, is this not it? Grape vape, and they only sell grape flavored vapes. You peel away the sign on Planet of the Vapes, and it says Earth Vapes. Oh my god, he did it! To serve man vapor? <laughs> you blew it up! Stupid. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's do 25 minutes of this incredibly dense wiki. Yes. Uh, we got the wiki Codex Gamicus, which absolutely Fuck sounds man. like a manifesto from the 1400s. <laughs> yep. Yes, it does. Uh, this is I'm like an illuminated, an illuminated script or something. I'm just uh, seeing a plain white background on this. Yep, same. same. Although this is structured different than the other wikis yeah. we've gotten. Yeah, it looks Welcome more like to Wikipedia. Codex Gamicus. Codex Gamicus is a database devoted to all games and video games and their respective franchises, gaming hardware, and the companies involved. So this okay. is trying to cover everything about gaming that occurs from the human's desire to play games. But they currently have 29,424 articles and 42,000 files, which is an incredibly small number compared to other video game wikis we've seen, so they are not yeah. doing a very good job. Yes, that's true. There's, like, Man. more games than that just on the Switch. 
So, <laughs> as always, when we see a um, wiki that's meant to cover a huge area of uh, interest, and then you take a look just below the surface and realize it's only about one thing, um, they have a huge section on what kind of PC and mobile platforms and digital platforms there are, all the operating systems and things. So I think maybe this is just for computer nerds to talk about computer systems. Yeah, I mean, they've, you- got, they've got a whole section of console platforms and handheld platforms right below that, so... Well, I'm, I guess I mean hardware nerds? You, yeah. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I don't know how yeah. to say it, though. It's people the, who are really like, into the idea of it. Like the people who yeah. post on Instagram photographs of their Sega Genesis with the Sega CD and the 32X and, like, Sonic 3 and Knuckles all plugged into it, plugged into, like, a flat-screen CRT that looks like a, a it's from a submarine. Yes. Is there such a thing as a flat-screen CRT? Yeah. Um, How does it work? I mean, it's not a flat panel, like like a TV now. It's just like the glass part is flat instead of curved. Oh, but it's still got the vacuum tube back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still got that, it's still got that big hefty butt. Yeah, it's got that, <laughs> that I... junk in the trunk, that thick, juicy, cakey TV ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Mm? <laughs> yes? Go on. Go on. I was trying to change the subject, <laughs> so yeah, you had go, something else to it. say. Go, do it, change it. Uh, the featured video game is Final Fantasy VII, which is just a roll of the dice on anything, on any type of game, <laughs> anywhere in the world, ever. I think yeah. you could make an argument that Final Fantasy VII is an appropriate featured article on every wiki we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, probably. True. Boy. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, I clicked first generation of video game hardware. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, and the Magnavox Odyssey is apparently considered the first home video game console, released in 1972. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it predated Atari's home uh, Pong consoles by three years. What is this controller? It's have... like a box of... It's like the size of like a deck of playing cards and a box with a knob on the side? How do you use this? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It looks like a breathalyzer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it comes yeah. with- you can get a, a gun peripheral that just straight up looks like a shotgun. <laughs> like, not even cartoon colored. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh, this is cool. I like- I'm interested in video game history in this way. Are either of you interested in this? Somewhat. Uh, uh, not especially, because uh, for something like this we're seeing here at this time- this is like a, you know, $800 equivalent toy, right? That you get, and it's not very good, but you're on the bleeding edge of technology. And I really don't like stuff like that. Mm. Mm. I like yeah. stuff like that now. Like, <laughs> I'll spend $800 on a toy now, but this is too old. <laughs> uh, so I would have said VR counted as the modern equivalent of this a few years ago, but now that VR is becoming more uh, affordable, what do you think the new version of this is? Uh, room space altered reality stuff. Okay. I don't know much uh, about that. Google Glass. Uh, I thought yeah, that Google died. Glass. Didn't that die? Uh, no. Uh, altered reality is when they, like, project stuff into your room, and I don't even think that there is a consumer device for this yet. Okay, yeah. that's probably it then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, did you guys know Google Glass is still going as, like, a oh, no. but it's business-facing now instead that of... That makes uh, sense. And, like, they've actually... Apparently, it's it's been this crazy revolution in, um, like, ER, like, ambulance drivers and stuff like that, oh, where you can yeah. have a heads-up display in your glasses that, like, helps you to diagnose the kinds of things that might be wrong with a person, and it's, like, mm-hmm. saving lives every day. So we all made fun of it so much, and now it's just quietly <laughs> saving lives. Yeah. That's really uh, good, because I, uh, something I've thought about lately, and I was talking about earlier, really, the idea of tech just for tech i think there's too much of like what could we do we could have a computer in your glasses wouldn't that be cool for what purpose well we didn't think about that who cares but it's like if there is a purpose yes then it can be very good yeah uh the thing i was thinking of is called uh hololens from microsoft and it is like google glass but more elaborate and like fully covers your eyes to like actually give you 3d like interfaces like iron man can you see through it though yeah, yeah, it's okay. it's glad it's uh, and they refer to it as mixed reality. So I used the wrong term. Mm. Okay, 
but it is $3,500 and is mostly intended for uh, business use, much like the Google Glass. Yeah. I think eventually, I can see how it would be cool to have glasses with a computer in them just for personal use eventually, but I think that they need to get a lot of the bugs worked out in the business space before I want one in my home. Yeah, that's why I'm not so interested in super expensive uh, bleeding-edge technology that is kind of useless at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, this this is a little harsh because I know a lot of people are very into them, but I feel the same way about smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very expensive and they don't really do anything. Yeah. Like, so many people are into them and, like, there's a lot of cool purported features like your pulse oxygenation or your blood oxygenation and like pulse measurement and stuff but they found that the margin of error on that stuff on smartwatches is like 50 percent i think that people like the idea of you can have a watch and it'll play music and forward your text messages and important phone calls but you don't have to carry your phone around and you can put it on like do not disturb so that you only get like emergency calls. Mm, well, I was going to say, and that's something that I've noticed with smartwatches. They enable you to be having a conversation with someone who is not looking at their phone and they still are able to be distracted because they got a text message and now they're looking at their watch. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's true. It fucking stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think also, like, I don't know. Clearly, I don't know that much about it and maybe I'm wrong, but. All of the smartwatches I've seen still need to be near your phone that is turned on to work. I don't think the Apple Watch does, but I think that's true for most of the Androids. Does it- so does it have its own cellular chip? SIM card? I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking here as GPS and cellular uh, in in it. So do you have to buy a cell phone account for your watch? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure mm. if you have to, like, pay extra or if it requires, like, a full SIM card or anything. Hmm. Um, yeah. Bad. Uh, it's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thing. But that's my actual answer for you, Louisa, of what I think is the, like... Uh, people spend a lot of money on this toy that doesn't actually do anything these days. That does make sense. Uh, So I got a random page if we're ready to talk about those. I'm so ready. (laughs) I put it in the chat for you. I have got Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous is a video game created by Planet Moon Studios and released by LucasArts, which is exciting for me because I love LucasArts. Uh, It's a third-person action-adventure comedy shooter which parodies uh, other games and several other media, such as Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, I haven't heard of this game. I had to scroll down a lot to see when it actually came out, which apparently was 2003. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of after when I was playing a lot of the 90s LucasArts games, but it yeah. does sound interesting. It must have been one of the like last LucasArts games like of that kind, because they were not around for much of the uh, yeah. uh, new millennium. I True. need to see what this game looks like. Oh, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an yeah. Xbox One game. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the cover, and the uh, character designs are pretty fun, except for the main guy who just looks like a guy. But he's friends with, like, a turtle man and some kind of gremlin and a big skeleton robot, and that's Wait, cool. that skeleton robot has a QAnon Q on his chest. Oh, no! Oh, my God! This was all a drop! This whole <laughs> podcast and this entire wiki was just a <laughs> coded message. Yep. Now and you guys... this game that came out in 2001 or whatever <laughs> was all pre-loaded with before, before the liberals even invented pedophilia. Yep. Uh, now you guys have talked about pictures on this wiki in several places and I didn't say anything, but I'm not seeing a fucking picture on any Yeah, no, page. I I clicked the link out to Moby Games where it has oh, pictures okay. of the And game. I just googled armed and dangerous game to find pictures. It sure would be nice if they put them on the fucking wiki about the thing to know what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. that sure would be oh, nice. Boy. <laughs> uh, this got pretty good reviews according to the reception section on this um page. Yeah, I think LucasArts has enough goodwill from me that whenever I see their name on anything, I'm like, that's worth a deeper look. Yeah. Well, Armed and Dangerous is available now on Steam for $6 if you want to give it a shot. <laughs> I just don't like shooters that much, it's my problem. Yeah, third-person shooters might be the worst video game genre. <laughs> 
Yeah, first I don't person, know. First person shooters are fun sometimes. Third person shooters are never fun. Oh, I guess dis- uh, what is it? Destiny is pretty good. Is that? Mm, so you're wrong. That's what you're saying. Is, is that a third person shooter? Isn't it? No, I think that's an FPS. Oh, you know what? Unless you go into sword mode, then you zoom out to third person. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot to say because I haven't played it and I don't know if I want to because of the type of game, but it does sound interesting to me and maybe I would watch a video of someone playing some of it. <laughs> that <laughs> so is somebody, my review. <laughs> somebody on Twitch streamed this 40-year-old game. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed watching on Twitch people play some of the other LucasArts games. I would, I've would i only ever enjoyed on Twitch watching people play games that I have played at least enough to know what the game is like. Yeah. Because otherwise I watch it and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I got a random page, and my <laughs> random page inexplicably is April 2nd. Ooh. Like not even. Date. April 2. <laughs> Yeah, April 2. Um, <laughs> it is apparently a list of video games going back as far as 1998. No, 93 is the oldest date on here. Uh, of games that have come out on April 2nd. Mm, Final very Fight. Interesting. Final Fight came out on April 2nd, 93, and then one year later, one. Final Fantasy VI came out. <laughs> yep. I, I think I've told this story before, but the way I got into Final Fantasy games was I went to the store to get Final Fight, and they didn't have it, and I was like eight, so I was like, I'll just buy the next one over. <laughs> you came a year too late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something I see on here that I know... As like the first of its uh, type is Xenoblade Chronicles. So oh yeah, that's a that's a big one in 2015 on April second. Uh, it's just the the Nintendo 3DS port though. It doesn't say that anywhere. Over on the right, it says new Nintendo 3DS under platform. Oh, for platform. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The trouble is, a lot of these are. Um, sequels. So when you see, like, Mario Kart DS, you're like, yeah, that's a big deal, but it's a sequel. It's not like the first one that yeah. no one knew was going to be successful. Yeah. And that's also also a port. <laughs> that's all the Wii U Virtual Console version. Like, yeah, but, there's, but that one I could tell. It's so weird that they got this granular, where it's like, oh yeah, when Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles uh, came out on the uh, Echoes of Time, like, came out in Japan only. Like, come on. I mean, this feels like a metadata page where, like, they just wanted to have something to click on when, on the other pages, it's like, date of release, April 2nd, they wanted that to be a link. Mm. I don't know why they wanted that to be a link, but I guess, Mm. I guess they did. I guess it's fun if you want to look up your birthday and see what games came out in different years on your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to do that now, actually. (laughs) It's a pretty good idea. May 10th. Okay, games that came out on my birthday. Anything good? Jurassic Park, not great. (laughs) Oh, Final Fantasy Tactics, fuck yes! No wonder I love that game. Oh, oh wait, no, this is, this is just the PSP port of that game. Oh, yeah. Earth, Earthbound came out on my seventh birthday. Ooh! Nice. In Japan or in the US? North America. Amazing. Yeah. Did you know about it then? Were you were you and your friends hyped up for it or not yet? I did not know about it then. Um, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so I don't know. I also didn't have friends. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff only knows that Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Blast <laughs> yeah. processing. Um, yeah, it's interesting. That is like the biggest one on here for me. I guess, uh, no, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat came out in Europe on my 21st birthday. Oh yeah, that's way bigger. <laughs> uh, my list is pretty short. It's right after Christmas, so there's right. really no reason to bring a game out right after Christmas. Um, and I don't recognize any of these names, actually. Golden Axe 2, I guess, which was 1991. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, my, it's my random page time, real quick. Yep. Assault yeah. Suits series. Uh, it's a series of future futuristic robotic war video games developed by NCS, which is a red link, uh, and people fight in big robot suits called Assault Suits, and there have been... Uh, several of these on the Super Nintendo and PlayStation. Yeah, it looks like it was a mainly 90s video game franchise. Yeah. I hate that name. That name sounds terrible. Yeah, Assault Suits. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not even that it's bad descriptively, which it is, but it's also, like, bad to say. Yeah. Yeah. It feels bad in your mouth when you're saying it. Assault Suits. Yeah, my mouth is all dry now. Yeah. 
And it's like you feel kind of offended that the video game didn't um, try to shield you from the horrifying truth. Like, yeah, we get that it's an assault suit, but why didn't you name it something like a power suit or something cool? Yeah, the friendly war suit. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, everything on this page, including the see also section at the bottom, makes me think this is just a ripoff of Armored Core, which was actually a good game series. That makes sense. Oh my god, this game was published in the US by DreamWorks on the Sega Genesis. Oh, damn. Weird. Was that a, like, is that the same as the movie company? I don't know. That that can't be true, can it? <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be true. Hmm. This is how they got their start. No, <laughs> it, must, it must be different, because DreamWorks was founded in 1994. Ah, there we go. Did DreamWorks do Anastasia? Did they do... Yes, they did. Ha <laughs> ha, that joke works. Yeah, nice. Got, <laughs> got it. Nailed it. Are we done? Yeah, I think, so. I think we're done. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, I think that we all learned a lot about video games and a little bit about video games. <laughs> so, uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord and talk to us directly by messaging us on social media. You can find me on social media at MattHeron at Mastodon.online. Uh, I am also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK. Snapchat and Instagram, I'm also JeffJK on both of those platforms. Um, that's all my stuff, I guess. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you liked the show, please wait, I said that part already, but still, <laughs> I'm reminding you to tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, please come back next week and remember now you're playing with power. Here's another one for you, Belphagor. Do your job! Thank <laughs> you.